Hi, my name is Ryan Broderick, and you're listening to The Content Minds. And Luke has not seen the last episode of Loki, so he will be very, very angry when I tell him that... <laughs> okay, that's... In itself has ruined it for me. Thanks. God, dude, honestly, you're the worst person for pretending like you're not ruining something and ruining it i didn't ruin it i didn't ruin it no you have you have because you've just revealed that there is a, a gonna be a big surprise and now that's the f- the frame that i'm gonna watch the thing for just watch the show watch the damn show <sighs> be a normal okay. person yes. and wake up at eight in the morning to watch the disney plus show so that the internet doesn't ruin it for you <laughs> have a job yeah so you were doing this with game of thrones and walking dead for years I was, I was. You, I was I, you would watch Game of Thrones at your desk at work. No, I never did that. Oh, I did that a lot. <laughs> no, I, I used to. I used to wake. I used to wake up early and watch it, and then go into work. I see. I see. Uh, well, but also, I actually, I actually think Loki comes out at like ten a.m. in the UK, so I'd actually genuinely have to watch it at my desk and work. I think you should be allowed to do that. It's content, and you, your job <laughs> is to consume content and then turn it into more content. It actually isn't. By the way, this is Luke, and let's get into the show. This week we're making a big prediction. I feel like we haven't I feel like we haven't done like a big grand prediction in a while. And Luke and I both independently apparently have come up with a theory that there is a giant not safe for work content bomb that is about to detonate very soon on mainstream internet. But before we get to our apocalyptic uh, predictions on vagina plane 2.0 or some other horror that will go <laughs> incredibly viral. Luke, how is the internet this week? You know what? We have finally hit the point where I can't talk about how the internet was this week because I no longer have the 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 mental structure to interpret the internet as a whole. The internet is the Euros, the internet is England, England is the internet, everything is one, and my version of it is the like is just my 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 takes on how the internet is this week are always very heavily influenced by like how I'm feeling that week. No, obviously this is like some sort of weird therapy thing for you to project your yeah. various anxieties onto the internet at large. That's what this segment is all about. Yeah. But but now it is just the same. Well, first for our listeners, can you give them a little explanation for why you're having so many English feelings right now? So, since we last recorded, uh, which was Monday, two days before the semifinals... England have won their first semi-finals in a major tournament for 55 years. <laughs> um, they were in their, only their second semi-final. Well, they're in their third, fe- the second semi-final since 1996, uh, which was really before I watched football. So in my lifetime, it was the second one. It was a big moment for England. Uh, it was also a, 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 a final that was being held in the UK. It was being held at Wembley. Uh, and therefore, on Sunday last week, England became not good. Oh, man. Or very good. I can't tell. I feel like, okay, in an anime sometimes, when the main character gets like enough power from like the friends around them, they... No, no, hold on. Let me go a different direction. In an anime, sometimes the villain is defeated. And they think, okay, we've defeated this villain. And then all of a sudden... Like from the smoke, you hear a voice and it's like, ha 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 ha, you haven't even seen my final form yet. <laughs> and then the villain reveals like a larger, more fucked up version of the villain. And it's uh, a good example is in Digimon, they think that they've defeated Myotismon, the vampire Digimon, only to discover that he can digivolve into Venom Myotismon, which is a gigantic, like, Godzilla vampire thing that destroys Tokyo. That's, I think, what happened to England this weekend is that England's okay, so final England, form. Sorry, so in- England is the Digimon. England is the anime villain. And everyone's like, oh, after Brexit, England's over. And then this weekend they were like, no, you haven't even seen our final form yet. I'm going to snort blow on top of a car and shake my penis at a crowd. <laughs> and, and then, and then mean, put I those think, videos I think, on I mean, Twitter. I think, I think, I think it's important to note that we didn't win. 
No. So this, there is a final form to come. <laughs> right, at, at, some, right. at some point in the next 55 years. Okay, so, so to pivot, uh, if this was... Uh... <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me, let me get this right. Cause I, uh... So... <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I have to do some research on the Dragon Ball Z wiki for this. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> hold on. Uh... Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so, if if England was Cell, the bad guy from Dragon Ball Z, uh, this weekend it would have been the semi-perfect Cell when it absorbs Android seventeen. Uh, it hasn't absorbed Android eighteen and become the fully formed version of Cell, which is perfect Cell. You you're expecting me to react to this like I know what you're talking about. Does that sound right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, it seemed like a big weekend for you guys. Um, there were videos of people completely naked. There, were, You sent me a photo of a man with a flare in his butthole. And then I was like, oh, that's yeah. a crazy viral image. And then I looked and it was watermarked because it was a wire photo. So <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, like it was, a professional was... photograph. <laughs> London on Sunday was 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 a mess. <laughs> um, like live reporting from London. I so when I got up, I always on like a most weekend days to go for like a long walk and then get back and then like figure out what I'm going to do the rest of the day at like twelve. Uh, and as I was walking back, I walked past the pub that I go to watch football in, uh, or suddenly been watching this tournament, which I can now say because. Uh, all of our followers in North London are not going to fuck it up now, <laughs> um, which is the Finsbury. Uh, and I, when I got back, I walked past the Finsbury, and I would know it was probably ten past eleven, and there were there was a queue outside, and it was like a big queue, and it was a queue of people drinking beer, and I was like, hmm, okay, and I was like counting, and I was like, right, that is probably uh fifteen tables worth of people, and I like I know how many tables are in the Finsbury because I've been there enough for the last. Like month, yeah, and I was like, "Hmm, that's like half the tables. Hmm, I'm gonna have to be there pretty soon." So I ended up like posting up on the pub at like one in the afternoon, and was therefore there until about midnight until until everything was done, uh, which was a long day. Uh, but it was also like L- London as a whole was just it was like you could hear it. Like I went, I went, I went to I, at one point all the obviously all the toilets in the pub like exploded and were full of. Were full of <laughs> human effluence yeah uh so i had i had to go piss in the park and i was just, i walked into the park and i could hear from like multiple directions just this like this faint background hum of yelling and cheering and it was yeah it was london was on on a slightly different level so um, what was it like when it, you guys lost well i mean to run through the game the the first goal was one of those things that like never experienced before everyone was just so excited and, and to get very sincere, and I'm sorry about this, uh, one of the things I truly love about, and I've mentioned that, I've probably mentioned this on the podcast before, but one of the things I've truly missed is being in a pub with a load of strangers watching football. It's an extremely happy thing because it is, it's like being at a great gig or whatever it is. Everyone's in the same direction. No one knows who anyone else is, but it, like, it is a, a pure communal spirit. I've massively missed that during the pandemic. It's been really really rubbish not to experience it and the last month of actually being able to do that and being able to like to jump around and like yell at strangers and and, mm. and commiserate and celebrate strangers has been like a really enjoyable experience for me and i like i i don't want to like undercut the rest of it with like a bunch of dumb things but right that was really special however however it then got it then got extremely fun and extremely dumb uh partly because i mean uh, football chants are great at the best of times, but uh, there's a particularly like a famous one, which is a kind of fill in the blanks one, which is you can stick your something up your ass. So if you go to Cornwall, uh-huh. it's, you can stick your pasties up your ass. Uh huh. Wait, wait. For for American listeners, Cornwall is famous for pasties, and pasties exactly. are savory pies. Yeah. So um, in this one, it was uh, we were trying to come up with with Italian things. So obviously, we started with things like calzone. You can stick calzone up your ass. You can stick your uh, Lamborghini up your ass. And then as it went on, it got more and more esoteric until eventually um, an entire pub turned around and, ch- and yelled at like nine Italian people who had snuck in in one corner. You can stick your Renaissance up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that like English football fans have taken it to the point where they are 
basically telling an entire art movement to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was really fun. England scored really early. It was super exciting. Uh, then they basically didn't play well for the rest of the game. And then Italy scored. And then it was penalties, which was awful. But it felt like, you know, we were surprised to be there. Like, it, it was a progress. We did better than the last major tournament. And I think for a lot of people, that was kind of like, okay, that's good enough. Like, that is a really good start. Like, last major tournament, we got to semifinals. This time, we got to the final. We took them all the way to penalties. Yeah. Sure, it didn't pan out. But, yeah, London on that day was a mess. And it was also a mess that, like, had some really weird and interesting side effects, which is uh, that... So, notoriously, Wembley is a really easy stadium to basically scurry into without a ticket yes. uh, it's called jibbing yes uh like if you're going to the, the like old trafford or stamford bridge or the Tottenham hotspur stadium like it's quite hard to do because they have games every mostly every week like roughly one game a week and they, they kind of like know how to deal with it they're always policed with riot bands in the right places and they've built like you know kind of industrial anti-zombie architecture uh to deal with british football fans, like, <laughs> trying to break in yeah uh, Wembley hasn't really done that and it's built up the area around it and there's lots of bars and pubs and stuff so about a quarter of a million people they reckon showed up outside the stadium a stadium that can take 90,000 but that everyone also knew there were 25,000 spare seats due to COVID in the stadium Right. so tried to force themselves in the internet element of this though is that an awful lot of this kind of like dealing with getting in the stadium was organised on Telegram oh interesting uh, so the, yeah so there were basically these, these kind of jibbing groups who were basically, you know, 200, 400, 800 strong uh, telegram groups where they were organized, figuring out, like, which entrances are open? Which entrances can you break open? Which entrances can you force your way through? Where is being undercovered? And then, you know, people would get through and then they'd say, hey, I got through in this entrance, try this entrance. And they'd be driving people around and direct people to forcing themselves into a different entrance, which is not a thing I've seen before. Here's a really interesting corollary there. Uh, uh, so I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I, uh, took a train across China on December 9th, 2019, um, which it, <laughs> it did stop in Wuhan cause Wuhan is like the Chicago of China. Uh, so I did spend several minutes on the platform in Wuhan, but I ended up in Hong Kong and I got to see one of the last sort of big manifestations of the Hong Kong protesters before the city started like a pretty intense crackdown. And what I found completely fascinating about it was that the Hong Kong protesters used Telegram to coordinate movements completely silently. So you would basically have like uh, a small like battalion of 100 protesters and they were moving through the streets of the city without ever speaking out loud because they were all using Telegram. And what they would do is they would um, they had people like sort of post up in front of the protest group, lock it down with shields and other debris at, while they all check their phones. Then they'd get up and they'd move again. And it was a really fascinating use of Telegram that I have not seen elsewhere wow. until you just described English football fans coming up with the same idea, which is really interesting. I'll be honest, I, I do not think English football fans did it silently. Oh, no, of course not. But still, the idea of the idea of using a small Telegram group to control a physical manifestation of people is a really interesting idea that continues to happen. And I can't imagine it's going to go well in the long term. I just think that that idea is just really no. dangerous, <laughs> but it is cool to see it. It is that is fascinating, and uh, it's interesting that there's, there's a there's a, a pre version of that happening because yeah, it was it was really clear that it was there was something weird going on, and you know maybe it is just like you know we haven't been inside a football ground for or most people have not been inside a football ground for almost nineteen months now, uh, and people are a bit desperate, and things have moved on, and like people's understanding of the internet has improved dramatically in the last eighteen months, which is another thing that we probably haven't quite considered yet that a load of people who are not used to the internet have been forced to be good at the internet uh, or a passable to the internet. I think that's a huge thing, and we're going to talk about that actually this week in the main topic. But before we get to that, I do want to touch on one last Euros thing because I do think this is interesting. So the obviously when your team lost. Um, all of those like funny football fans went on the internet and started saying slurs, uh, or many of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that, you know, has caused some pretty interesting discourse, but I thought the thing that was the most interesting because it is the most complicated. And of course it's Mr. Pierce Morgan leading the charge on this one, at least as far as I saw, you, you might've seen a different thing here, but Pierce Morgan tweeted, uh, 
Pierce Morgan tweeted uh, earlier this week, social media firms must end all anonymous accounts. If you want to spew viral abuse, you should be forced to do so publicly under your genuine identity, not while hiding behind the cloak of a billionaire-backed secrecy. Let's see how brave those racist morons are then. Hey, Pierce, I guarantee you, they're not going to have any problem being racist with their name. Facebook is exactly what you're describing. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah, I, the, yeah. the idea of anyone being like, maybe they should be less anonymous. And it's worth pointing out that the, actually, you know, this is one of those things where I'm going to have to go back and start like two years ago now. Uh, so this has been a developing problem for the last couple of years in the Premier League, uh, that basically a black player does something bad, gets sent off, gets someone else sent off, fouls someone uh, badly, doesn't get sent off, misses a goal, whatever it might be. Right. Uh, if a black player does that, uh, the next day is them just having a load of monkey emojis and uh, slurs in their Instagram replies and their Twitter replies and all over the place. Uh, and over the last last year, it's kind of ramped up and ramped up and ramped up. Uh, and it, 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 it was definitely a contributing factor to the fact that the England team is still taking the knee, which was one of, I don't know, one of the most impressive things I've seen from a, a group of people who historically have been very averse to saying anything that may be controversial. Yeah, I, I do find that actually pretty impressive. But they did it. They started doing it uh, around the time of Black Lives Matter last summer. Uh, and they stuck with it. And every Premier League club stuck with it. Uh, I think it's one ended it because uh, after a vote of the players, uh, led by, it should be said, the black players, who some of whom felt they didn't support it, so they kind of like followed their lead. Uh, and there's a couple of players around the place who are like, mm, we're not doing it anymore. But the England team were like, we have agreed to do this and we're going to keep doing it. And they did it the entire way through the tournament through really serious pressure, including from both the Prime Minister and the Home Secretary, who both said like, I'm not going to condemn people who boo them for taking the knee, which, you wow. know, yeah, it was kind of it's kind of crazy. That is crazy. Uh, and but the England team, in the face of that, stood up and did not stop, and they kept taking the knee, and they did the whole way through the final. And I'm hoping they continue to do it. And then in the final, it was very clearly demonstrated, like, hey, here's why. And actually, there are a bunch of people who are like, I was against this. I kind of get it now. Obviously, some of those are very cynically trying to realign themselves very quickly. Right. But the you know the, the Boris Johnson's put himself in a very unpleasant position because he is now struggling to, uh, basically, he is struggling to deal with the fact that in the early parts of the tournament, he was saying, no, you can boot them and take the knee. And now he's like, aren't they brilliant? They're great heroes. Uh, right. And that's not, that's, that's hard to work out. But that's where this has come from, is that there is a historical long period of black Premier League players getting abused when something goes wrong for them. However. I also think, and you and I might diverge on this, but I think there's also sort of a very British knee-jerk reaction to a lot of internet activity, which is to say, like, okay, like, this thing is happening on the internet that's bad. We need to take away anonymity or take away the ability to post whatever you want or take away some sort of net neutrality tenant. And it, and it is a very common reaction from British columnists, which I think is very telling in terms of, like, who is suggesting this. It's the people who, like, have the ability to say whatever they want in massive papers. Typically, I mean, I should point out that it is also very popular generally among the people. I think it was seven; it had like seventy-two percent of British people approved of it in the last poll of just like not being allowed on social. What to get rid of anonymity on the internet? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it, with this is what we've seen during the pandemic is that everyone loves the rules. Everyone thinks we should have more rules, more authority. Right. Like there is a there is a tendency of British people to be quite kind of like rule focused uh and you can call it authoritarian you can call it rule focused there's a few different ways to phrase it but that has been a thing i have i always just what? say that you guys love a good cue you know you love like getting in line we do love a good cue yeah everyone follows the rules that's why <laughs> everyone was so mad at all the, all the fans breaking in because it was like there was a cue right it wasn't that they didn't pay it was more that they didn't wait in line to get in exactly yeah, yeah. if there'd been a cue for them to get in yeah that would be fun um but yeah, this. So what I was going to go to say, or go on to say though, however, was that there, there is also an ongoing issue with that being the Premier League being a very global thing is that there has been proved multiple times that many of the people doing this are not from the UK. Interesting, and it kind of raises the question of like what the goals of these people are, like because there are basically essentially different sorts of racists involved in these. There are right. some people who are being who are being I am being racist because I enjoy being racist. There are some people who are being racist. Because I think it's funny. Uh, there are some racists who are doing it. And I think this is the most interesting one. is It's kind of for attention. Uh, and the racists are being racist for attention. What that means is that they know that if after there's a big thing, they go in and drop a load of slurs and monkey emojis on these players' Instagram DMs, they know it is then going to get picked up. 
and it's going to become a story because it becomes a story every single week. Like, right. and it has been a story for like every single week of the last Premier League season, which is, you know, a year now. And there's a version of that where I'm like, right, I don't quite know how to deal with that because it is not totally clear. Like, you can, we can talk about like, oh, it must be condemned. It must be stopped. Instagram have a lot of failings and Facebook have a lot of failings, which we know about. I don't know how the correct way to come at people being racist in order to get their racism boosted to more people. I don't know the correct way to deal with that. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I think <laughs> we can address that in our big topic of the week. So let's talk about our impending not safe for work content bomb. So I tweet, I'm going to read a tweet of mine because uh, we've become that kind of podcast. So, so I'm just going to read this tweet because sure. I sent it to Luke and I said, we got to talk about this. And then Luke was like, oh, I have literally said this was going to happen too. So I think, I think we're on the same page here. So I tweeted, all right, after the English Euros fans and the Fort Lauderdale video, I've seen enough to call it a trend. I think not safe for work content is going to be a huge problem for the next few months straight up 2012-esque cringe and gross out stuff it's going to be everywhere something bad is going to trend soon and i think that is true i i i agree with myself who tweeted that um but luke <laughs> why do you think this is going to happen like what made you start to think that like there was a a sort of massive moderation failure on the horizon that's going to make something really wacky go viral so I didn't have it as a moderation failure. I had it as an energy thing. Uh, because, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, energy and, and, and all this and, you know, horoscopes and all this sort of stuff. I'm very into it. <laughs> yes, the, the alignment of the planets is making both the Bitcoin market <laughs> drop and also it's going to make somebody's penis become the most popular post in the world. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly what's happening. No, uh, I actually, I'm trying to remember the exact story and I, I definitely quote tweeted this like months ago and I've been unable to find it so I can't figure out the exact wording I used. Uh, but broadly what I think is that we're going through, we, is that the internet does run in cycles and yes. we've gone through a yes. bunch of early 2010s like fandom things, uh, kind of stuff like uh, you know, we've gotten weirdly into, well, Loki, but also other stuff around that, like uh, bits around Loki, bits around, like, we've also gotten very back into the early 20, probably 2012, 2013 Tumblr, where everyone was litigating, like, extremely, like, minute differences in points of social justice. And the reaction to that was, in 2014, 2015, a big, gross out, not safe for work, here are the worst things on the internet, uh, yeah. era. Like, and that was when that happened. And it felt like we've been building up to that. And I think there's been added to by the fact that we're about to come out of a lockdown and humans are going to be other humans and discover that we're all disgusting. That, I, think, I think you're exactly right. I think there is a incredibly manic COVID energy that is making internet content really out of control. And here's, here's a really interesting thing about what you just said about sort of the, the 2012, 2013 uh, period of like chaotic energy. And this might add to a, a thesis we had many, many episodes ago about 2014 being sort of the key moment of the internet. The U.S. Airways tweet in which they posted a photo of a woman um, pleasuring herself with a toy plane by accident was in April of 2014. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need that. So <laughs> I, I, think there, I think that thesis is correct. I think... We are sort of building to something. And the reason I call it a moderation failure is because I have been noticing more and more that the websites that we use, the main websites, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, to kind of a smaller extent, but still YouTube, TikTok, don't seem prepared for the amount of people using them all the time. And they definitely don't seem prepared for people to go back outside. No, I think that's definitely true. Uh I mean, TikTok a little bit, but TikTok has always had a kind of... There are very few organic TikTok videos. Say more. Expound on that. Okay. So the most successful TikTok videos and bits and stuff is close to Vine. And Vine was fun because Vine had these brief moments, but they were often organic. 
because you'd film someone doing something for six seconds and that's all you had. Oh, you mean organic in terms of like a TikTok is usually a staged video and not something that's just like taken in the, like in the wild. Exactly. Yeah. You very rarely see a TikTok where it's someone going like, hey, I found this thing. I'm going to see what happens now. What you're saying is there are no TikToks that channel the same energy as back at it again at Krispy Kreme. I was thinking that. Yes. Back at it again at Krispy Kreme was the exact one that I was thinking of. Where I was like, they were clearly trying to do a thing, but it's so funny because it went wrong. No one would post that on TikTok. Right. But I think that is beginning to change because people – well, so I – no. I don't think that's beginning to change. What I think is beginning to change is that people are posting other people doing things on TikTok. Oh, that's interesting. I've not seen this. But so, that's interesting. So I, I've been sort of dipping my toes in the – I shouldn't say toes because uh, I don't want to do a feet thing. But like I've been exploring uh, cringier and cringier TikToks. Uh, I'm in sort of like some group chats with people and we're sharing them. And it is interesting how there's both a rise in like TikTok shit posts that are just like really gross and really crazy. And then there's also a rise in people posting videos of people in public doing bizarre things on TikTok is in a way that I, I haven't noticed because I think it's just been so long that I sort of forgot that like TikTok can be a place where you take a video of something happening and, and post it. Because for the last year and a half, it's just been dances and skits and stuff. It's the humans of war martification of TikTok. I, we we talk way too much because that is exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was I was literally thinking about how like this Wal- this this people of Walmart aesthetic is spreading and it's happening all over the place. And I also noticed so there's this horrible man. I I uh, I I think maybe we've talked about him before on the show. Uh, his name is Matt Walsh. He's like one of those right wing influencer guys who like clearly has Matt, some kind yeah, of yeah yeah Matt Matt Walsh blog is his, yeah, his handle. He, he clearly has some kind of like fetish for being dunked on because he's constantly wrong in the most public way possible on Twitter. And people are just like always yelling at him for being stupid. Yeah. But I've noticed Matt Walsh has come up with a new trick as well, which is he goes onto TikTok and finds like completely outrageous behavior and then tweets it. So yesterday he tweeted a video from a user named Baby Moth, uh, who was sort of explaining this idea of like neuroqueer and like, sure. you know, it's like one of those things where it's like an internet subculture. It's like something that people are sort of exploring and talking about on TikTok. And it's like no big deal. And he's obviously talking about how it's the downfall of Western civilization. Wait, wait, wait. Ho- ho- hold on. Hold on. We need to talk about this first video because he's tweeted that a video of the account Libs of TikTok, which is what we talked about last week, is a parody, a single serving account, which is dedicated to building this one thing up. That's right. That's right. This is clearly like an orchestrated attempt by right-wingers to mine TikTok for outrageous content. Yeah. And Matt Walsh also shared a video that I was going to put in Garbage Day, but then I ended up not doing it because I don't want to heap more abuse on the the original account. But it was like a non-binary kid who was cosplaying as sort of like a fae or like a ram. And they said that their pronouns were uh, ram, ram self, rams. And it was sure. like, you know, it was like that typical sort of like, it reminded me of this Tumblr thing years ago called Fawnlock, where people got really into drawing John Watson and Sherlock as like fawns, like sort of like, like pan flute playing like forest deities. But it's like, it's like harmless, right? It's like harmless identity play. And TikTok is really popular for identity play. Matt Walsh is like mining this to piss everybody off and like finding cringy behavior to share. And I think that like, there is this like weird thing that's beginning to happen where like that mining of cringe for outrage is like spreading and it's like creating like a cascading effect where people are at- also acting more outrageous in public. Like the like the Euros fans, the the have you have you seen the the Fort Lauderdale video? I do not believe I've seen the Fort Lauderdale video. <sighs> the Fort Lauderdale video is honestly one of the most outrageously gross things I've seen on the internet in a long time. Um, it's a woman at a day party in Fort Lauderdale and she is, um, pleasuring herself on the dance floor while listening to Usher and, uh, reaches, uh, an end point, if you will, in front of everybody. Sure. And is then forcibly removed from, from the nightclub on camera. And it like the video went viral. People were like sharing it. There's like a bunch of like me- memes based around it now in America. And I feel like this exact behavior is what's leading to something very bad. It, like I watched that video, I was like, "Ooh, 
this is going to get worse. Like people are going to start acting completely insane in public and it's going to go viral and this is going to get worse. So I agree with you because I have the British version of that. Uh, hold on. Let me send it to you. Okay. Uh, which was one of those things which like really made me think, wow, okay, we are not ready for this post. Okay, wait. So, so this is called London and UK Crime and it's a gimmick account for British crime, I guess. The video is a bunch of uh, white people in a park fighting. Uh, a beer garden. What? It's a pub beer garden. It's a pub garden beer garden. A, a beer garden. Okay. It's uh, two men wrestling. Okay. Yep. Uh, they're doing that like British man wrestle thing where they're like not getting up. Okay, now they're getting up. They're fighting. There's more fighting. Okay, they're still fighting. There's a there's a, a moment that you you may have missed it because you missed it on the first viewing. Okay, now the girlfriends are getting involved. It really changes in about 46 seconds. Oh! Yeah. Oh, no! Luke, oh, no! Uh, at, 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 oh, no! At the 46-second mark, it zooms in to reveal that one of the men had his ear bitten off, and there's a caption that says, Tommy's ear. Yeah. It's a really unpleasant thing, and there, there is, it, it, if you watch the video back, there is a moment in it where like, you can see him bite it off and and like spit it out essentially but this happened early june which was right after like our first our most recent stage of unlocking before the one that's happening on monday uh and it's not the only video i've seen like i've seen a lot of videos uh this is kind of thing led to this i've seen a lot of videos of people having like brawls that have gone way too far that i feel like two years ago would have been a, a shoving match and then not gone anywhere and then I've just seen far more of them. I don't know if there's more of them being filmed or I don't know if they're being much worse, but I've not seen a video like that for, well, obviously for a while, but also I'm like, oh, that is that is different. That is new. Um, and yeah, it, it really leads me towards this conclusion that there is a big kind of gross out period coming. I also think it's important to point out that like, yeah, there's always been sort of like fight videos on the internet and like world star hip hop style stuff. But I think the fact that it's like being shared in mainstream feeds and like appearing in like like a normal context is the is a, is an interesting difference here and that's why i think we should go to our next section here and talk more about basically how like twitter is grinding down on a structural level because i think this is an important dimension here okay So we have talked about this at length on this show, and it's sort of become like my new thing that I care a lot about. But it feels like to me, Twitter doesn't understand how to recommend content correctly anymore. And that's why no. I think like it just it feels like like the trending topics inside of Twitter don't work on a fundamental level anymore. That's and that's that's why I'm nervous about like people acting like completely insane in public with like phones present because we have a service like Twitter that can ruin your life immediately. <laughs> and it feels like all it takes is like the one wrong video of somebody to become the most viral thing on earth. Yeah. It feels like they have uh, overweighted the algorithm towards like a mix of things. So if they have, for example, so, so it used to be, and again, I, football's a really good example of this because in the UK, when there's football on, Every every Twitter trend used to be football, yeah, and it would be twenty terms right to the same game, which was you know the game hashtag and then nineteen players. Uh, now during a game, it's mostly not that you get like one word around a game, and then a bunch of other stuff. And what it feels like they're doing is like, okay, we've had one from this area, so we cut off that area, and then oh, we have one from this area, we'll cut off the rest of that area. Even that's what most people are talking about because they're constantly looking to basically surface stuff. But Twitter is constantly looking to surface stuff. And the stuff that it's trying to surface is not stuff that should be surfaced. And they have not figured that out yet. Yeah, it's like it's pulling random stuff up that doesn't feel like none of it is stuff where I look at it and I'm like, okay, that deserves to trend. Like it feels different and like wrong in a weird way. Um, and like just as an experiment, let me just see like what's my trending topics right now. Let me just see like what they look like. So the number one hashtag is chime sign sweeps, which is... Uh, some kind of finance thing. That's weird. Uh, then it's fleets being removed. Then it's uh, thank God, incidentally. Hashtag National Nude Day. 
that's, which is one of those things where okay, this is an interesting example. It's one of those things where you click in and all the tweets are just people asking why it's trending. Okay. I mean, I've I've just gone into the UK one, uh, and you can tell what time we've recorded this at because having just said it's really hard to make one thing work, uh, one thing like take over an entire trending like thing. Of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh of the six, seven trending things, uh, six of them are based on Love Island. <laughs> oh, really? That's great. Yeah. So that to me, that to me is the trending topics working. I think that Twitter should only be Love Island content, and that's then it would be a good website. However, what's what's weird about this is clearly something has happened to one of the people in Love Island. I'm very annoyed. I've just been spoiled for Love Island. In, oh, I'm sorry, bud. This, but but uh, they're kind of going through it and the two things that are trending around this person's name are not this person and then a misspelling of this person's name. Incredible. Incredible stuff. And her her name is not trending. So I'm like, right, so you this isn't what's trending. You've found the thing that is next to the thing that's trending and you've sur- surfaced that instead. So it's still a broken system. There, are, there have been a few times where I have accidentally included a Twitter search for a celebrity's name spelled wrong because when I went to like do research for like whatever people were talking about that with that celebrity, the, the misspelled version of the celebrity was the higher ranked trending topic and I didn't even notice. And I've had a few readers be like, <laughs> uh, it's Billie Eilish, not Billie Eilish or whatever. Um, here's another really interesting example of this uh, in sort of a different direction though, uh, which is when Chris Erickson uh, suffered a cardiac arrest while playing during the Euros. And I was sort of like farting around on my phone when it happened. And I saw like, you know, like one of those moments where everyone in your timeline is saying like, oh, God, oh, no. But they're not saying what. So I was like, oh, like something crazy's happened. And I watched in real time as Twitter tried to do whack-a-mole with the video of Erickson fainting, you know, being, you know, hitting the, the, the pitch. And at the time, nobody knew what was going on. It was very possible that we had watched a death live on TV. Yeah. And it took more time than it should have for Ericsson's video to be removed from the site, which you think would be easy because like soccer is so incredibly copyright protected that it should be quite easy to wipe it. I think that there was a specific problem with that in that they left the cameras on him for so long that it meant that a lot and they didn't go back and erase it in the kind of the iPlayer and stuff. Right. A lot of people grab it. So a lot of very similar versions of that video going around. But here's the other, here's the other piece of this. Twitter turned it into a moment and guess what image they used for the thumbnail? A picture of his Jesus. body. And like this is this is it. Like this is the problem. Whoever whoever they have running trending topics in many countries really do not seem to understand like basic editorial practices. And it, to me, it just feels like all it takes is one completely inappropriate piece of content to hit the right levers inside of Twitter, and it's gonna go. It's going to go ballistic. It's going to be crazy. And I don't know what it is. And you know what? Honestly, honestly, just to cover our bases, I'll say maybe it won't happen at all. But like <laughs> it's like something it could be like a thousand little things. But it just feels like there is nothing standing in the way of that anymore because people are way too online. Like you said in the opening of the show. Yep. They're outside and they're fucked up out of control because they've been inside for 14 months. And most of the internet is now run by Twitter's trending topics, and that website really does not care about the quality of what it's putting in front of its users. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of it. Like, it, It's that thing of also because it's half algorithmic, half editorial, which I think makes it really tricky to kind of understand what's coming from where. Uh, and yeah, like if you've got someone from Love Island and her name isn't trending, but a misspelling of her name is, then it's like you have, you, you have done the, I see what you're trying to do here, and you fucked it up. <laughs> right it's like you you have the ability but you don't have enough like you don't care enough to f- like do it <laughs> like you don't care enough yeah. to do it correctly yeah exactly to end our little a little chat here i want to i want to do some predictions i feel like we we sh- we got to we got to make some predictions this is like the johnny carson like you know, letter to the forehead moment. Is that a is that reference to obscure? Yes, I mean, I I, I, I pick up what it means because it's very obvious. But yeah, no, we don't have Johnny Carson. Um, what we should do is we should do the super forecaster thing, uh, where we have to put percentage predictions on them and then we revisit them in certain times. Does that count as ranked choice voting? Jesus, dude, no. 
<laughs> is that what rank choice? Is that what rank choice voting is? It's a very good thing you weren't in New York for this this mayoral election because <laughs> you would not have figured it out. Okay, so so let's do percentages. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it is ninety percent likely that an image or a video that is borderline revenge pornography will become a national trending topic in America before the summer is over. Okay. And the end of the summer we're gonna say what? The end of September, end of August. I'm gonna say end of I'm gonna say end of September. Let's let's give it an extra month. Okay. I will I will agree. I'm gonna go slightly lower. I'm gonna say sixty five percent chance that a FTSE a FTSE two hundred and fifty company. Do you have a FTSE two hundred fifty or FTSE one it's only there's multiple FTSEs, right? What? What are you talking FTSEs? What are you talking about? Yeah, well, I'm trying to categorize what sort of company is going to have this problem. Yeah, the FTSE 250. Okay, so a FTSE 250 company. What is, is a going FTSE to 250 to company? One of the top 250 companies listed on the FTSE. What's a FTSE? The the New York stock market. Oh, the, the FTSC. Yeah, the FTSE. Who calls it that? Everyone. Did do they? Yes. I don't really watch TV, what? so I don't know. Is that true? Yes. It's called the FTSE. People call it the FTSE. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's blowing my mind. Okay. So, okay. You're going to, so you're saying a big company is going to do what? Yeah. FTSE 250 company is going to have to apologize for an image that was tweeted uh, unintentionally. Interesting. You're going that direction. You're going that direction. Yeah. 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 I'm going that direction. I'm just an image. An image. It'll be something dumb. It'll be like a meme or or something. I'm not saying it's necessarily like, not safe for work, but someone's going to log into the wrong account on a FTSE 250, 250's Twitter account and t- tweet the wrong thing. See, I think it's going to go the opposite direction. I think it's going to be someone in like some kind of like borderline mental health crisis or like completely like it, like out of control intoxication moment and something really bad happens there. And then that video is the thing that goes viral. And, turn, and like I could even see it becoming like a TikTok sound, you know, like that level of, of, of messiness. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I know. I, I See, I really do think we are back in an era of, I think, like, some brands are going to fuck up. So that is actually an interesting dimension that we didn't really touch on, but we should. Do you think brands are more out of control than they used to be? Because, like, I I feel like I see brands less as a whole now. Like, I, I feel like brands have sort of, like, vacated the internet over the last six months. I think... <laughs> I mean, I need to show you this one tweet because it is it is one of the most like ludicrous uh responses to after this this period of pretty like it was a traumatic time for like a lot of people involved uh and it took a few days for a lot of the players to come out and be like hey i'm sorry i feel awful uh i'm really glad for the support and obviously right. a lot of the other players were coming out and saying like hey i just want to condemn also the racism and like it was already awful and all this stuff uh here's what our central defender came out with okay let's see here no <laughs> yes no two this, days later this can't be real okay so this, this is, is real this is harry Maguire's verified twitter account yep and he tweeted <laughs> <laughs> he tweeted <laughs> he tweeted thank you england you cheered your heart out now eat your heart out get a free taco today hashtag i see a taco at Taco Bell UK. There are only like two Taco Bells in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I also I also think this is di- this is slightly different and this actually is really important. I'm really glad <laughs> this is this is fucking insane. But I'm really glad you brought this up. I think there's a whole opportunity for something really bad trend in the world of like individuals endorsing things. Yes, almost definitely. That is going to be a big thing. We are in like a peak right now of like, like for instance, here's a fun little fact. I got a DM yesterday from a Danish men's eyewear company that wants to give me a bunch of free sunglasses for two tweets. I am considering it. They're really nice sunglasses and I do love sunglasses, but I think we are in like a boom time for famous people hawking shit that they don't care about. And I think that that is a perfect recipe for disaster. I mean, Harry Maguire is being paid £9.9 million a year. <laughs> and I just, I cannot fathom how much you would, need, you would need to be paid additionally to two days after the most heartbreaking loss in 55 years for the England team. He has to be paid to be like, also, go to Taco Bell. 
There are no Taco Bells in the UK. I keep coming back to this because you and I spent months trying to organize a trip to go to one of the Taco Bells in the UK just so I could go to British Taco Bell because I'm obsessed with trying Taco Bells in different countries. It's a thing. And they're really hard to get to. There's like one in like an Essex train station. Yes. So like I would actually feel better if this was like a Pizza Express ad. Okay. To sum this up, you think the not safe for work apocalypse that could be on the horizon will come from a brand account. It'll follow the similar trajectory of the US Airways vagina plane tweet. I think it's probably going to go another direction, which is going to be like a people at Walmart style thing where someone who probably in a moment of, let's say, weakness needed compassion, but was instead turned into viral content for some sort of TikTok teen and then becomes like the number one piece of trending content on earth. That's sort of where we're at. Yeah, that sounds correct to me. Ooh, what if the piece of viral content that's really bad, that's trending, like that, and like, you know, platforms are trying to like whack a mole with, but it's going everywhere. This sort of like really rough clip is what's accidentally tweeted by the brand account. Oh, that could be it. Because like we've, we've been far enough through this now that brands think they're people. Uh, they spend all their time <laughs> explaining how they are proud to stand up for various groups rights none of which they ever actually do because no of course that would that would would involve doing things uh so yeah it's entirely possible that whoever is responsible that's like yeah this is ah maybe that'll be it maybe it'll be like a a video that is that's it okay what'll happen is be a really gross video that a brand account will entirely misinterpret and think that like the wrong person is the victim uh and make like immediate judgment on it and tweet this like insanely gross thing where it's like, or, or tweet like something about it where they're like standing up for the wrong person, and it'll be very, very bad. That's how it's gonna. That's how it's gonna happen. I reckon. So it's like, it's like the headline would be like, Pepsi tweets thread about the phantom pooper video, or some or like outrage after yeah. Arby's shares a tweet. Clapping back against the viral diarrhea man hashtag. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be something like that, and then it'll turn out. No, no, it'll be like, yeah, uh, Pepsi. Sh- but like Pepsi shares the thing, like defending a uh, man who 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 uh, was like had a like condition that made them ill and made them poop everywhere and it sounds like the man didn't have that yeah. he was just a dickhead and he was just pooping everywhere yeah and he was also racist <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah yeah it turns out it turns out uh so 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 <laughs> the um uh hashtag diarrhea man the man who went viral uh going uh going number two in the marriott hotel pool uh, turns out he did not have IBS and is a white nationalist. And the Pepsi account apologizes for amplifying thread, uh, saying that it was ableist to say that it was bad that Diarrhea Man went to the bathroom in the Hotel Marriott pool. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, that sounds totally right to me. I think we got this. And uh, I think this is going to happen before the end of September. <laughs> okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's lock it in. <laughs> Hey, Luke, have you consumed any content this week to stay sane? Uh, you didn't because you haven't seen Black Widow or Loki's finale yet. But did I, you saw consume... the first fi- I saw the first five episodes of Loki. Did you consume and take it. any other content this my... week? Uh, no, because I watched the first five episodes of Loki, not doing the maths that it would mean that I would not have the six to talk about in this slot. Okay, well, what did you think of the first five episodes of Loki? I thought it was a high-budget Doctor Who. Yes, it is very Doctor Who. Uh, it's like if Doctor Who was written by the much more interesting fan fiction writers on Tumblr uh, from like 2013. It's like, it, 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 it like if Doctor Who was written, written for 15-year-olds, not 13-year-olds. I mean, I got to say, one thing you can say about Loki is the sexual chemistry between those two Lokis is palpable. It is, it is, it is, it is the thickest sexual tension I've ever seen in a show. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. By, by, which you, by the two Lokis, you mean Richard E. Grant and the Alligator. Of course, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Classic Loki and alligator Loki, for sure. 
Uh, so bad news. Most of the content that I've consumed this week, uh, is, uh, Marvel stuff. Uh, I saw Black Widow. I liked it. Um, there's really nothing to spoil there. It's a good movie. Uh, I would put it it tomorrow. I have a day tomorrow. I'm watching it tomorrow. I would put it in like the Ant-Man tier. I think it's like, uh, I think it's funny. It's funny. It's got some cool, uh, fight scenes. It's, it's fine. Um, and then the finale of Loki, uh, has some really big stuff that's cool in it uh but i can't go further than that uh but it's cool cool um (laughs) basically we 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 need to talk about both all these bits of content next week i think we i think we're gonna have to i think what we should probably do is schedule a spoiler zone segment for next week on the future of the mcu because i think once you've seen both of these things you're gonna have some thoughts and i'm curious about your thoughts and i need to know them very soon so let's do that um, Let's see that. If you like our thoughts about various entertainment properties, you should definitely check out the Content Minds Patreon page, patreon.com slash the Content Minds. Next week, we'll be watching the second Matrix movie, Matrix Reloaded. I'm really excited about this. I am very excited because I remember uh, the highway scene being one of the dopest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I'm just genuinely excited about it because like the first one was so much better than I remembered. And I'm hoping that the these two have improved from being like five out of tens to like six and a half out of tens i am too like i am hoping that the fact that i know this is a franchise going into it is going to change my ability to like appreciate them um so i'm sort of i'm excited i also don't remember much about them to be honest yeah i don't either (laughs) yeah i I remember i remember a small number of like moments that became memes and that's it yeah exactly um i think next week we're going to meet the architect right like the guy in the in the tv room or is that the I third one? Weak. I thought it was the third one. I have no idea. I have no idea. Oh, this is good. This is interesting. This is, this exciting. is interesting. This is ex- this is very yeah. exciting. Um, I'm pretty sure. That, I'm pretty sure the next one has the scene where Neo fights like ten thousand Agent Smiths. In no, the, in that's the last that one. Three. That's the that's <sighs> the end of the last one. I no, think. no, 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 no. The one with the pole where he's got like the. The, the the scaffolding that's oh. the end of the cause, cause that's I the think, last one because doesn't reloaded end with agent smith becoming human i think so <laughs> i have no, no idea no, no 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 but i think i think he has that like big fight at the end of the second one it's possible i don't know we'll find out we'll I find have out no idea i'm super excited <laughs> i have no idea um yeah. thank you guys for listening uh we will see you next week and uh if you get extremely intoxicated in public uh don't let anyone take a video of you. I think that's my that's or, my advice. Or put or put a flare in any of your offices. Yeah, don't put a flare in your butthole. And if you run the Arby's Twitter account, don't defend Diarrhea Man when he appears, because <laughs> because Diarrhea Man will milkshake duck. <laughs> 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 All right, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. <laughs> yeah.